everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Cold Beer and Cool Movie Podcast. Hi, my name is Dustin. And I'm Lakeisha. And welcome back to the Beer Review slash Movie Review Podcast. Uh, This week, we're here with a couple of different styles of IPA to discuss uh, a holiday movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Before we get into a big movie that came out this christmas we're going to talk about a little movie that came out last christmas right you're going to talk about the delightful as i feel holiday zombie musical and yes that that is exactly what it is it a is. zombie musical anna and the apocalypse uh a little something about this movie uh I first heard about it on a podcast that I listened to uh, called Shockwaves when it was hitting theaters last Christmas, and uh, it sounded really interesting to me, and I wanted to see it. We just never got to it. It right. wasn't in very many theaters, because it was a pretty small release. Uh, finally, it is now streaming on both Hulu and Amazon Prime, so feel free to push pause and go watch it now right? if you have those things. And when it showed up on those streaming services, I was like, gotta, gotta see it. <laughs> gotta see it. All four hosts of the Shockwave podcast, including the one who admits I hate musicals, they all liked it. So I needed to see it. We saw it. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. All right. So uh, we each have brand new beer to try this week. We do. Um, it's been a little bit. I don't know where we stand as far as who goes first. I'll just go first. Yeah. It's a new year. We'll start over. We'll start it. That's a good idea. I am having uh, a what, this, what they're referring to as a winter IPA. Okay. I'm not too sure I feel about that. I was interested to try it, though, from Bin Brewing Company. I've had stuff from them before, a uh, place I used to live in Central Oregon. Uh, the Snowed In, spelled S-N-O apostrophe D, in, winter IBA, said it was brewed in collaboration with Snowplanks. I just assumed initially that was just a brewery I'd never heard of. No, it's not. Uh, I went to the Ben Brewing website and was reminded that that was a waste of time because they don't talk about their beer on their own website. Correct. Which makes sense. Uh, but I did find an article about the beer uh, from the Ben Bulletin, the local paper in that town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snowplanks is just a local like ski snowboard equipment store. Oh. That they collaborated with. They essentially talked to the employees there about what kind of beer do you guys like to drink when you're out on the slopes? And they took that information into making this collaboration and what they referred to as a sessionable IPA. Uh, Normally when it comes to something described as a session IPA, I don't like it. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Uh, This doesn't taste like a session IPA to me. It doesn't have the weird uh, bad aftertaste, at least bad to me aftertaste. But it also, I um, I was hoping that this was going to be something that was going to just be because I'd never heard of a winter IPA before. Yeah. Something that was going to really set it apart as different. I've heard of winter ales. Sure. And there are several that I like. Right. But winter IPA EPA. is a little... Yeah. Yeah. And But there isn't really anything to me that sets it super apart mm-hmm. from any other IPA. The article in the Ben Brewing... In the Ben Bulletin asked the question, what is a winter IPA exactly? And they don't have an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. They say it could be... And then they go on to list... Five or six different ways that you could define a winter IPA, which is five or six ways you could define any IPA. Yeah. 
So, um, but it's fine. I don't want to make it sound like it's bad. Yeah. Uh, it's just nothing. I know. I just hoping for something a little more out of the ordinary mm-hmm. since it was a style that I hadn't heard of before. Well, it's got remarkably a remarkably low IBU mm-hmm. for an IPA in general. Forty five. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe yeah. It 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 is not like a winter ale that no. I've had either. So. Yeah, that's what I had, and it's fine. Okay. Well, I am drinking um, the Far Away Shore from Culmination Brewing. Um, and this is a hazy IPA. Um, Culmination Brewing also does not talk about their beer on their website. What is happening? And so there's very little information other than this is a hazy IPA. Um, there's no 6% alcohol by volume. Um, none of the different, um, beer, uh, websites like beer advocate or untapped or anything Uh have much information other than it's a new England hazy IPA. Okay. Which is what we know from the can. Right. Uh, so this one is also fine. Which is disappointing because it has um, mosaic hops, uh, Amarillo hops, and Vic Secret hops. Which I mean, mosaic hops are—I know you really like them. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a fan, and I've I've been able over the time to be able to identify that I also like Amarillo hops. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this is also a fine beer. I mean, which is not necessarily how you want to start out your new year. Right. But, um, I mean, Culmination, it, by and large, has really good beer. Like, the, well, they have one of my favorite, which is the um, 4 and 20 Blackbird Black oh, IPA. Sure. Which I, I just love so much. And so they have a lot of really good beer. This one is meh. Right. You know, I might feel differently if I were on a beach like a hot, a sandy, warm beach, this might taste differently. Um, but it is... If you were on a faraway shore. Exactly. Uh, but instead, it's January and kind of cold Yeah. in Portland. So it's just a little lacking in, in flavor. Okay. Um, like it doesn't have a real hoppy taste it doesn't have a real strong uh flavor profile like for winter i think in summer i might feel totally different is it tropical at all yes it's very tropical-esque but it's and so that's why i said if it was a warm weather if it was really warm weather or you were on a sandy warm beach Mm -hmm. um i think this would have a different flavor okay so, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is, uh, we, we probably should just stop for a moment and just point out, like, even though you and I have beers that we're like, are mm, just okay. Uh, I don't think the movie that we're going to be talking about falls into that category. No. Uh, I think you really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, so the movie I think is, uh, everything maybe that our beers are lacking right now. <laughs> that did very well be. And also, uh, breweries. I mean, what's with the website thing? Right. I mean, I mean, ha- have a little something. 
I, you, all your platitudes about how you're locally sourced and creating community, you, you all sound the same. I don't need to read any more of that. I will say, culmination but brewing. Give me a little something about your your the stuff you make. Yeah. Um, I do have to say that Culmination kind of needs to also just revisit their website. Their last, uh, when you go to like their news and events, uh, the last update was like 2017. So Mm. I just feel like um, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, let's talk about the movie. Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, Based off... Uh, I started out as a short film called Zombie Musical. Uh, if you watch the movie at the end of the credits, it'll say in, uh, it's dedicated to, and I had it, his name written down, but I've lost it. Uh, but the guy who made that short film uh, mm-hmm. ended up passing uh, in the course of events in trying to get this feature film made. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is... Ryan McHenry is yes, his Yes, that is correct. Thank you. All right. And so we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, if you haven't heard about, from us before, we've each come up with our three favorite things about this movie. Uh, spoiler alert for a movie that's been out for over a year. Um, we're not going to hold back any plot details. We don't care about your tender spoiler feelings. Right. Go back and forth sharing those favorite things. We haven't shared them with each other before now. Correct. And um, fair warning, uh, if you're at all interested in in knowing, of seeing the, this movie before you listen... Feel free to hit pause and then go watch it on Amazon Prime or Hulu. Yeah. For sure. Waiting for our uh, our check from Amazon oh. and Hulu for the free advertisement. <laughs> Probably still wait. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check in with that next Christmas. See if what happens. Okay. So my first favorite thing is uh, the scene that I think kind of encapsulates everything I like about this movie. And it is uh, the f- the fight they have with some zombies in the bowling alley. <laughs> um, as I said before, this is a musical. Mm-hmm. And I will talk about uh, the songs at some point. This scene comes right after one of the songs. And uh, by the way, um, I like musicals fine. But I'm not like a huge diehard musical person. Mm-hmm. But I think all the songs in this movie are are really good. Uh, it was, there wasn't one that I was like, well, the, we can fast forward through this. This is boring. I liked all the songs. This came after one of the songs, though. Um, and they have to fight off a zombified bachelor party <laughs> who you saw earlier in the right. movie at the bowling, at the bowling alley. Uh, the scene is a little bit of everything. It's definitely funny. Um, there's some funny stuff in it. Uh, it is a level of bloody gross Yes. With the effects work gross. that a good zombie movie should be. Uh, they could have easily had all the zombie kills take place off camera, you know, and maybe push to get a PG-13 rating. But uh, they did not do go that route. Um, I mean, double bowling balls to the head, uh, zombie kill. Uh, there's, I love the character Steph. It takes out a zombie with a well-timed roll down the lane, uh, followed by a fist pump, and then you see that zombie's head show up in the ball return machine. Uh, it's a lot of good gags and a lot of fun, and they don't pull back from you know, the, the, the special effects work that you would expect from a bunch of zombies getting killed. 
and uh, just a lot of a charm in a scene that is also really violent. Uh, if that makes sense. And I feel like that right there uh, is a sentence that you just don't expect to uh, have to say. There's a lot of charm <laughs> in in a very violent scene. Oh, I feel it's um, I feel it's accurate though. I mean, I mean, you can certainly draw a parallel to some some of the stuff they did in Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. oh, as yeah. far as the humor and the and the and the gore and the special effects. But yeah, that that scene is just just makes you. Sm- made, I've watched the movie a couple of times now, and it just makes me smile. It's, uh, uh, it's super fun and funny and gross, uh, in but in the fun way. Um, yeah, there are a lot of uh, phrases and statements in that we're probably going to use in this podcast that are just so. Um, uh, it, they the words don't go together. There's a lot of uh, co- uh, cognitive dissonance there. You know, uh, this move, this particular scene is really bloody and violent, and it just makes me smile. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, just saying. Uh, yeah. So I also I en- I enjoyed the movie. Uh-huh. Um, it, it is. It is kind of what happens when High School Musical and The Walking Dead um, have a love child, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of humor and and then an awful lot of cringe moments uh, where you like you have to like cover your eyes because it's kind of gross and violent, but you kind of peek through two fingers because you, you don't want to completely stop watching in case you'll mm-hmm. miss something. Uh, so I, I did also enjoy this. Um, and really the first thing that I was going to talk about were the songs. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do love musicals. Um, I am a a huge fan and I love to go watch musicals. So I was not sure what to, what we were going to get into. Um, and I would say like, this isn't, this is not Stephen Sondheim. It is not Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, type musical writing but they're the the songs are catchy and they're mm-hmm. fun yep. um and they're fairly just uh i don't want to say lighthearted because because they're they're yeah there there are some that are not you know they're more dramatic and mm. intense but overall it is a the the music really is appropriate for the scene choices and for the how they do it and them breaking into song i knew i was gonna laugh when the very second song of the uh show was called um hollywood ending (laughs) so i kind of figured that's pretty good you know um that there is a little tongue-in-cheek uh wink wink at the camera they knew i i have to believe that when making this movie they knew that there was going to be an element of, um, I don't want to say cheesiness, but just an element of kind of a little wink and a nod at yeah the typical kind of Hollywood movie or the typical musical. Um, and I mean, there's such a wide variety of 
what I kept referring as crazy songs. Like there is the crazy inappropriate Christmas song. Uh, that is um, but why is it inappropriate? The young because the- love between uh, Lisa and her boyfriend, Chris. Yeah. Um, and so Lisa is very excited to sing a song to her boyfriend, Chris, that she's dedicated to him. Uh, and it is a crazy, inappropriate, sexual in you. Not I can't even say sexual it's not innuendo. innuendo. Nothing. It's, it's pretty it's a there in your face. Strip show. Yeah. Um. That is somehow made it into the school play. I mean, or the school, school talent music. show. Yeah, talent show review. Yeah. Uh. What educator, by the way, let that one slip by? Like, who was chaperoning? Who was at all these rehearsals? This is ridiculous. Um, but, and you can, I appreciate that the audience goes, ranges from people who are highly uncomfortable right. to like the clueless people who are like, oh, this is so great. Um, the, uh, the retiring principal yeah. who had thought it was hilarious. Yeah. The retiring principal who's like, it's not my problem. Right. He's <laughs> wearing a button that says I'm retiring. Right. Um, and then there's another, like, there's also like the crazy fight anthem, um, mm-hmm. called soldier at war, um, where, which is performed by Nick, who is the douchey ex-boyfriend. I'm pretty sure that's like in the, uh, description of his character. Yeah. Um, and his cronies. And so you, you get these fun songs, Hollywood ending, you get these weird, you know, it's that time of year, but for a Christmas song, mm-hmm. you get this great, you know, little fight anthem. Um, so it's really, I, I appreciated it. I found that there's a little bit of everything. Um, they're not, like I said, they're not these super intricate uh, works of like compositions. Right. But, but they are good and they're fun. Um, and, I felt like they, that it, it really worked yeah. in this movie. Yeah. They work for what the movie is. Yeah. A zombie musical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So my second favorite thing is one of those songs specifically. And it is the one you've already mentioned. Uh, the song Hollywood Ending. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I think my favorite song in the movie, uh, the scene in which it happens, happens in a high school cafeteria. Right. Because this song is, this movie, I should say, is, you know, essentially one-third high school teen dramedy. Oh, yeah. You know. At one-third? Well, sure. It's okay. like, um, yeah. Um, also, I would say like it's like a third that, a third zombie movie, a third almost tragedy. Because mm, it yeah. ends, and I'll talk about it later, the way it ends is kind of un... It's not what I expected when you first start off. That's true. Uh, but anyway, Hollywood ending... Uh, starts off. Uh, I love the choreography mm-hmm. of the sequence in the cafeteria. It starts off with the kids and the adults who just have, you know, the teachers or cafeteria workers. Song starts off, and everybody is, you know, kind of going through the motions of their daily routine, almost as if they are, in a way, zombies. Yeah, you know, very zombified, slow, blah. You know, um, until the and the song picks up. The choreography with all the kids in the cafeteria is great. It is really it's good. Really great. I do have to agree it's, with you that. know, it's a song about, you know, even as a a forty something year old guy now, I still have feel something when I hear that song. You know, where it's like your your 
when you're in your youth and you're looking to maybe something, is there anything more to life than this? Right. You know, this, is this drudgery all I'm really going to know? And do I aspire to something more? And it's just really, um, I don't know, it's just a little, I don't know, motivational is the right word. And also it really highlights Anna. Ella Hunt, I think, is a freaking star. I look up her IMD page, IMDb page after this movie, and I wonder why she's not in more things. I think she's definitely going to be. She's great. She was in Les Miserables, the, the one with you know uh, Hugh Jackman. She's yeah. got a small role in that. So the singing stuff is all her. Um, and she's, she's great. I mean, she's the, she carries the entire movie. She definitely carries this scene. Uh, it's really fun and funny. I love the part where the, the there's the table where the jocks are all sitting and a couple of them start to get up like they're going to start dancing to the song too right. <laughs> until they get pulled back down, you know, by the other guys who are like, you know, that's, no. No, that's not, we don't do that. I know. She just, uh, Ella just is so charismatic and just owns this character, I feel, who is not the stereotypical virginal final girl. Um, you know, which is definitely set up in, before that song kicks off, hmm. where they talk about her romantic past, her friend. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, that's just a great song, and just the choreography is really fun, and yeah, that's my favorite song, so. Okay. Well, um, I am going to jump down to, I have my three things, so I'm going to go out of order. Just because you mentioned um, Ella Hunt. So mm-hmm. she is definitely one of my favorite things in this movie. Mm-hmm. She kind of reminds me, it took me a while to figure out, like, who does she remind me of? I feel like I've seen her in more things. And then I realized, no, she's only got 11 film credits to her right. name. So then I felt like, well, I should have seen her in more things because she's very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, she reminds me of like a young Anna Kendrick. Okay. You know, I where she's kind of quirky, yes. but still a, a spunky yeah. um, and talented person, right? There's a level of self-confidence yeah. and spunk and attitude that's in there. Yeah. Um, that I, I really appreciated. She's She's got great comedic timing in this movie. And so I I definitely, I look forward to seeing her in more films. Because mm-hmm. she is very good, very talented. And um, I kind of was a little appalled that once I realized, like, what do you mean I haven't seen her in another movie? That's ridiculous. She needs to be in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so... So that was one of my, she was one of the things I enjoyed about this movie. Okay. I also like how you called her a young Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. As, as opposed to the actual old-ass Anna Kendrick. Well, Anna Kendrick <laughs> is older. Older. I said, yeah. She's a younger Anna Kendrick. Oh, uh, fine. Okay. I just thought it was funny. Because <laughs> when I think of Anna Kendrick, she still seems super young. Anyway. Uh, my last favorite thing I'm going to say is unexpected character choices um so in this movie uh there's a character who is anna's best friend Mm -hmm. um john john played by malcolm cumming uh and you know the the nice guy who loves anna uh an, an unrequited love and in any i want you to say any other movie but in a more stereotypical uh, story, 
they end up together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert, they do not. Uh, the alpha male a-hole jock, uh, you mentioned earlier, Nick, um, in, this, in a lesser movie, he remains a one-note asshole that you just enjoy watching getting eaten by a zombie at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, but they actually reveal things about his history that make him a much more, more, much more complicated person. Right. Um, and yeah, and, uh, and just also just when you get to the end of the movie... Uh, you know, you know, in a movie like this, not everybody's going to live. But the people who do end up making it out, you know, I mean, are, are not all who you would guess. Right. You know. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, you know, even with some of the adults, you know, some interesting things that they have some of the adults do. Um, but primarily those three. Um, again, with Anna, who they show with her history, you know, is... Um, you know, other, like I mentioned, like she's not a stereotypical virginal final girl. You know, she has a conversation with one of her friends in the cafeteria about her romantic past, and she has one romantic past. I love how you're talking about her romantic past. You know, okay, her sexual history, yes, which she clearly <laughs> has. Uh, you know, and it's and it's not made a big deal. She's not ashamed of it, right? Uh, which is cool. There's not um, a lot of shaming in this movie, which all. I appreciate. Yeah. And it's a British film, right. I should mention. Um, you had the great idea when we watched this um, that I would suggest to anybody who gives it a try. Turn on the closed captioning. Yeah. It's not because anything's like difficult to understand, but especially when they get into the songs, you want to see what the lyrics are. Yeah. And the closed captioning helps because otherwise you'll, you will miss some things. But yeah, that's what I think unexpected... Um, character stuff, which mm-hmm. really made this um, what I just kind of assumed. I kind of had in my mind what this movie was going to be like. Like it was going to be Shaun of the Dead, the musical, right? And while there are certainly similarities, it's still not that. Yeah. So it is definitely a unique zombie movie mm-hmm. and a unique musical. musical. Yeah. Right. Um. So I will continue with the theme of unexpected, mm-hmm. in that um, I going through the unexpected deaths like sure i was surprised at who dies and who Mm -hmm. lives like and i am a person who often like you know you start getting through a movie and i'm like oh yeah that person's gonna die or oh "Oh, that's gonna happen yeah and so i appreciate when a movie really truly surprises me and so i i was surprised you know you do you have the unrequited love Right? right, um, where John loves his best friend Anna, um, and so you kind of are thinking, oh, she's going to turn around one day in this apocalypse right. and realize life is short. I got to be with the people I love. Right, and instead, that is not the case. In fact, they have a bit. They have a conversation a bit where John is even kind of hinting toward getting there, and she kind of you know understands where he's going. Which is also appreciated. Appreciated. I hate it when you watch a movie and they have a scene where one person is trying really hard to broach, um, you know, the subject of "Oh, I'm in love with you," or mm-hmm. um, and the other person is almost ridiculously dense and is like, "I don't understand where you're going." Completely oblivious. I'm so blindsided to a by point this. That it's just yeah. Um, but in this movie, you know, Anna is very upfront with John. Like, we're friends. That's who right. we are. That's who you are to me. And I would much rather us continue to love each other in this way right. than try and force it. 
Yes. And I think that's remarkably mature. Um, and and then he dies. And I was I was not expecting that. Right. You know, and there is an aspect where you expect like there he's going to sacrifice himself for her, but in a in a more traditional movie, he somehow miraculously survives because Sure. He's a lead. He can't die. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, the, yeah, the jerk ex-boyfriend lives. and he. Um, but then you learn, yeah, he's kind of a jerk, but there's a real short but nuanced and meaningful moment that I love. And it's where um, they're talking a little bit and he's like, oh, I know you don't like me because I blew you off after, you know, we had sex. And she was like, I don't care about that. Um, I care about the fact that you and I really talked about our goals and our dreams and got to know, you know, and then you acted like that didn't happen. Right. And I just like, what a great little moment there where he kind of, you know, you see his, his face change. Um, The actor, Ben Wiggins, Mm. who plays Nick, the jerk boyfriend, does a great job of letting these emotions play over his face throughout the movie. Um, but he's still kind of crass and has bad jokes and um, is really actually enjoying kind of being getting to be uh, a, a zombie killer. Mm-hmm. So, again, he's the one who gets to sing the Soldier at War song. Right. Um, but he lives. And you're kind of like, oh, oh, well, that's unexpected. Yeah. Um. Also, like, the dad dies. Yep. And I guess you sort of needed that to happen, except that Anna battles her way from the bowling alley to the school, which apparently is a really long way, um, gets there, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, well, well, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then something that I really liked was... Uh, or I didn't like, but the lover, young lovers both die. Lisa and, and Chris, Chris yeah. die, um, but they choose to stay together. Like they see that they've each been bitten, bitten, and that. Um, and so, in the closing scene, in the closing song, it shows them as zombies, kind of you know, stilted, jerking around the room. But they keep they keep walking by each other and their fingers touch. Yeah, you know, and I think that was really kind of a sweet moment mm-hmm. that um, it would have been easier to see these young lovers be like, well, it's just a high school romance; it's not going to last. And here you have this really kind of cute moment where they keep finding each other and and walking by and like they're just brushing their fingers across. So like even in their zombified state. Yeah they still find each other. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really kind of touching. Yeah. And unexpected. Not what I expected to see. Yeah. So, uh, so I like that. I like a movie that, that truly surprises me. Okay. All right. Honorable mention time. All right. So what you got? Um, well, I'm going to mention uh, Nick the uh, a-hole ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. ex-lover, who knows how much that relationship actually went on for. Right. For all the reasons you mentioned, uh, that scene that you mentioned where he and Anna... I think Nick um, had an assumption about Anna that I think a lot, maybe a lot of the audience probably would have. Mm-hmm. I assume that she doesn't like me because we got together and then because I am the 
the you know playboy you know jock you know i right. you know i blue you know whatever and she was and she refreshingly was like yeah, i don't care that we had sex i was not yeah. the point you know right and and so yeah that was like very refreshing the look on his face when she says that mm-hmm. like is very revealing i also liked um you do in a lot of zombie movies someone on the primary cast someone that you've got to know gets bitten and then there's the big decision do we just go ahead and kill them now do we you know and then you, that usually ends up happening mm-hmm. but in this movie they actually let you know they let them you know there you see i don't think you see anybody do that mm-hmm. you know of the people you meet along the way that end up getting bitten right there's no big they just kind of let them go like you see the best friend as a zombie later on during the, as the movie ends you mentioned the two young lovers mm-hmm. her dad gets bitten and she just leaves him at the school instead of you know just killing him right or taking him along we can save you right. until he turns and, so, and then yeah. they have to right so that was an interesting turn that you don't see in a lot of these types of movies mm-hmm. agreed um so my uh i have a couple of honorable mentions my first is kind of the lead up to the actual seeing of the zo- like the actual zombies, right? Yeah. So there's all these kind of hints. So, you know, the night of the uh, talent show, um, the headmaster Savage, right? He here people are like banging on one of the gym doors or exit doors. And he goes out there and he's yelling at them and he throws the door open and it's blank. It's empty. Nobody's out there. And he closes the door and you just see kind of a smear of blood across. And so you have these hints that the zombie apocalypse is coming. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not... It's kind of like a slow reveal. Like, you know it's coming because it's called Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, And then I really... I kind of appreciate... Like, you don't really even see the zombies officially until... Uh, there's a song that Anna is singing, Anna and John are yeah. singing, where it's called uh, Turning My Life Around. Right. And she's got her headphones in, and she gets up, and she's just, like, leaving to go to work or to school. School, yeah. Um, and as she does that, she's got her headphones, she's dancing, she's singing, and you just can see all the zombie chaos happening behind her. Yes. People are, like, running away. Zombies are chasing them and catching them. Cars are crashing. All of these things are happening behind her, and she's completely clueless. She's just happily singing in oblivion with her earbuds in so she apparently when you have your earbuds in you can't hear a car crash into things mm-hmm. um but it, it it's a great song and then they come together and they meet at the playground and that's when you see your first zombie and it is uh, appropriately gross yes and uh and yet also funny in in how long it takes to get there yes so yeah, I also like that scene in the playground when they dispatch with that zombie, mm-hmm. and uh, John is like immediately like you know, oh my god, what are we gonna do? There are zombies, and Anna's like, there's no such thing, and he points over to this decapitated head that is still alive, right? You know, 
And then the thing with like the music where she's dancing along with this, this and singing the song oblivious to all the carnage around her is very much a Shaun of the Dead. Correct. Homage. Yeah. You know, to when he's going to the convenience store. Absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah. That's kind of what I thought so thought of too. Yeah. Again, there's great little references and homages mm-hmm. to um I think mostly Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um and maybe it's just because it's a popular kind of fun British zombie movie. Yeah. Um but it's yeah. I I thought I also got that yeah. reference. Also, um, they hint to the oncoming zombie apocalypse right from the get-go. The opening scene is in Dad's car, and you Mm -hmm. hear on the radio about something going wrong at the local military base. Right. Yeah, which I like. Um, I'm also going to mention the principal, uh, (laughs) Arthur Savage, played by an actor named Paul Kay, who, uh, I don't know, maybe not the best singer, um, but I don't think that's the point to his character. Right. He just is increasingly unhinged as the movie goes and turns into essentially the villain of the movie. Yeah, and, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, and he's... Uh, but not in this section. <laughs> yeah, and just like the the one song he gets to sing is just so, uh, you know, yeah, he's just off the rails, mm-hmm. you know, mad, and it's just crazy. And I just, I just like, I, have, I just like it. Okay. Um... Well, uh, yeah, my my last honorable mention um, really is um, kind of the supporting cast that we haven't talked about. You know, you've mentioned um, John, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, the best friend, played by Malcolm Cumming, and Steph, uh, Sarah Swire plays Steph North, the American, right. um, who is living apparently in england going to this school is it a boarding school i'm not really sure right um so like her presence there is only very briefly explained um but she's also very talented Mm -hmm. um lisa uh and chris you know the the cluster of friends are all really good in their own ways and they do a great job yeah so all right, are we ready to move to things maybe we didn't like? Sure. Okay. Um, the only one I really have that I'm um, that bothered me enough to really mention. Uh, it's just like as much as I enjoy this movie and like it, um, the tone of it is kind of all over the place, mm. or as the British would say, all over the shop. <laughs> um, Do they say that? Is that what they say? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I personally would have rathered it had stayed more comedic, mm-hmm. kind of as it starts out. But I do, res- I respect what they ended up doing because they did really could tell they really wanted to do something different. But yeah, it's like what I mentioned. I feel it's like a third this, a third this, and a third this. I mean, there are there's like that bowling alley scene. I think is very funny. Um, I think a lot of the songs are actually quite endearing um, more than they are funny. And then once you get to the end, it actually kind of gets dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, how it ends is not, I wouldn't call it a happy ending necessarily. Right. And you're just like, oh, well, this isn't where we started, is it? I don't, right. Well, it the military okay. does not sw- Nobody... swoop in to save anybody. Yeah. In fact, there's a great several scenes where you see the military, uh, they're all zombies too. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the ending is very much more 28 days later mm-hmm. than it is Shaun of the Dead. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, I appreciate like the, the originality of it, but mm-hmm. also just because I was like, you know, I don't know, it just 
It's just so uh, kind of uneven. I couldn't decide what where it wanted. it wanted to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can see that. It definitely, again, uh, unexpected things. The ending is very unexpected because they really are driving off into the unknown. Yeah. Um, and I, spoiler alert, uh, that's an island. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know where, 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 where are they going? Where are they driving to? A, a harbor to get on a boat, maybe. But maybe, what does the boat have zombies? I don't know. Anyway, uh, really, I would say the only thing that I I actually did not like. Mm-hmm. Um, funny that you mentioned that is Headmaster Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand him. Um, I mean, he's clearly the the over-the-top dickish headmaster right. trope, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure that that is... Like, I didn't understand where that... How that was supposed to play into the plot. Like, the my expectation was, is in some way he... What? He stays behind while everybody else tries to do something and dies. He, um, you know, in trying to be clever, he's not so clever and zombies grab him. Like, I wasn't... Like, his... His role seemed in, like to also not be clear. Like he was almost a, a secondary villain who tried to become the primary villain, but it's a zombie movie. Like the zombies are your antagonist. That's that's who everybody's fighting. And so the fact that he somehow became a villain and he's got you know Anna's dad tied up in. On stage. On stage yeah. in Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And he's somehow there waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it it took away to from the story for me. Just because I was kind of like, wait, why does he do that? Why does he have any reasonable assumption that she's alive and coming there? Why does he have any reasonable... Why has he built... A literal barricade in the in the gym to the stage to keep the zombies away so he can stand up there like a stage villain. Mm-hmm. Again, with a man tied up in Christmas lights, it just, I kind of, I just didn't understand where he was going. Like, he's clearly, you know... Like I said, he's clearly a dick. He's mean right off the bat. And yeah. he's totally, like, you're like, oh... That guy's going to die a horrible death. Uh, it's a zombie movie. That guy's going to die a horrible death. But then his kind of... You can't really tell, like, is he just losing his mind? Is he actually a villain? Is he... Like, I just... I couldn't quite get my head wrapped around what his character was there for. Yeah. Um, because it seemed to change. And so that was really the only piece that I didn't like. Because I didn't understand what he was doing, you know, or why he was doing the things that he was doing. It just, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. Like Mm. he's in charge. So when kids that he's supposedly in charge of come to the school, he locks them in the, in the cafeteria Mm -hmm. with the zombies. Like, I don't know. It just, it didn't, his character did not make sense to me. And none of his motivations seemed I couldn't follow why he was doing what he was doing. Hmm. Interesting. So, so that was the only thing that really kind of distracted me from an otherwise yeah good movie. And the actor 
is great. I mean, I the the guy who plays um, Arthur Savage, Paul K. Like he's got another face that I feel like I recognize all the yeah, time. Yeah, I thought for sure. Oh, I've seen this guy in things before. Right. But then I looked up his history and I was like, oh well. I guess not. I mean, I guess I saw him in Game, Game of Thrones, but even then, I was really hard-pressed to remember mm. who Thoros of Mir was. Right. Um, but yet, you look at his face, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy. Mm. The best friend of Beric Dondarrion. Yeah. I'm, yes, but still, still not, I was yeah. still shocked that that was the only thing I saw him in. Yeah, I, I, so. I didn't play him in Game of Thrones either. So. But yeah, the, um, I think for me... I think maybe, and this is just maybe the, the, sim, the simpleness of my mind. Um, like, I'm so used to seeing, um, like, high school in movies. Seeing, like, that kind of high school principal-type character always be a dick and not and never, and always someone that is, like, kind of a villain in a way. That I just was, like, what I was expecting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so, I expected that he was going to be, like, the hard-headed, like, dickish headmaster who was going to make bad decisions. Right. But I did not get his sudden turn as, like, deranged yeah. supervillain. Or, you know, like, it just yeah didn't make sense to me. So, yeah. So that's about it. Um, I do have to point out, mm-hmm. fun fact, uh, Ella Hunt, who plays Anna, mm-hmm. born in 1998. Mm. Anna Kendrick. Born in 1985. Okay. 13 years older. Mm-hmm. So I feel like saying she is a young Anna Kendrick. Okay. It works. Uh, also, fun fact, there is, in fact, another, a different Anna Kendrick at, who is an actress. An actress. She was in uh, War Room. Uh, but anyway, fun fact. There okay. you go. Two fun facts. A third fun fact. I... Uh, since seeing this film, I have enjoyed trying to sell people on this movie. <laughs> yes, you have. I don't think I, agree. I don't know that it has worked on any one person yet, but I love trying it. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do this podcast, occasionally friends will ask us, you know, oh, what what are you doing? You know, what's right. have you done? What have you done lately? What have you seen lately? And I and I have tried. Oh, we saw this. The next episode we're gonna do. Let me ask you something. You know, it's the holidays. You like a, you like a good holiday movie? <sighs> Yeah? Okay, cool. Well, what is your feeling on musicals? No, oh, maybe, maybe cool with musicals, maybe not. What if I say we bring zombies into this mix? Yeah. And yes, all the same movie. And just the look on people's faces. Right. You know. All of I, that. I don't know that I'm a, I must not be a good salesman because I've yet to have anybody come back and say that they've actually seen it. Well, okay, listeners of our podcast. Yeah. Go see, Go it see it and let us know what you think. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, many people have one of those two streaming services that we've mentioned uh, for you to check it out. And it feels, I mean, we see a lot of the, we see a lot, we see almost all of the big blockbustery, you know, movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this feels good to maybe try to champion something yeah, this definitely. small. I know. I think, really, that's the only reason we didn't see it when it came out in the December of 2018 is, I mean, because you had talked to me about it and we're like, I want to go see it. Right. But it was like a limited run in limited theaters. It was in one theater that was near to us. Yeah. And yeah, we just just didn't get there because it was all the holidays. Shit shit is going on. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Well, is that all we have to say about Anna and the Apocalypse? I think so. 
Also, um, all those songs, the soundtrack is on like Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. So if you have that, or I'm sure it's on all the other streaming music platforms, and you know, they're great. They're good fun. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, check them out. Although I would say it's probably a better idea to check them out in the movie. Within the context of the movie. Um, yeah. And it is a, it's a pretty short movie. It's only 93 minutes. Yep. Um, pretty uh, easy to get through. So I would definitely say watch the movie and then you'll enjoy listening to the songs on Amazon Music or Spotify or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot more because you'll have kind of some context in your head. For sure. So that's just my thought. All right. Well, that'll do it, I guess, for this episode of mm-hmm. the Cold Beer and Cool Media podcast. Next week, I am I'm probably returning to a galaxy far, far away. Yes. Events that happened a long time ago in that galaxy. We have uh, been waiting, I think, intently to yeah. discuss uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. So, but now uh, this is giving everybody the opportunity to go see it before we put out our podcast. Yeah. Just make sure. I mean, we've seen it twice already. What's your excuse (laughs) if you haven't seen it? All right. Well, thanks everyone for giving us a listen. We're on, you know, the iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, So download all our stuff from there. Uh, If you want to shoot us an email, tell us what you thought about anything we've done if you end up checking out anime apocalypse and you also agree that it's delightful or you think we're off a rocker you (laughs) feel tell us either way uh the email address is ddkpodcasting at gmail.com and uh yeah i think that'll do it i think so all right so until next week go see a movie and thanks everyone